0: Because I can control the weather, they call me Storm. I've had
1: Serena, Welcome to This Week in Nerd News, your one-stop shop for all the pop culture you may have missed this week. Brought to you by the Black Nerd Problems Broadcasting Network. I'm your host, Keith Wee Cleveland. And
0: I'm your host, Victoria Vertine. We're back, baby!
1: We are back to our normally scheduled programming here. As you heard, it's just myself and Victoria on the show this week. Mikhail has the week off. Congratulations. And it's time to go ahead and like kick the show off. So Victoria, what you got for us?
0: Uh, so I wanted to take a minute to talk about live action. Which is a thing that we talk about not infrequently uh, because we've had a couple of anime things happen or are happening, right? Uh, There was Bebop and now they're doing uh, a new live action Avatar because why not try that again? So we we talk about it fairly often and kind of the the pitfalls of live action. (laughs) A thing is happening... Which I think we have mentioned before, and that is that Hercules is getting a live-action adaptation. We've got a little bit more news about it. One of the things is that Guy Ritchie will be directing. Uh, Guy Ritchie, of course, known as an actor and director in his own right, but also then did the live-action Aladdin uh, that came out in 2019. However, you feel about that is fine and valid, uh, but that is who they're going with. So there is kind of thoughts and feelings about taking classic Disney movies and making them live action. Anyway, let's not get into the Little Mermaid. But also in this new news, we have been told that this this adaptation of Hercules will be more modern and inspired by TikTok. I don't even know what that means. I don't I don't know what that means I could see it being kind of cool. Like, Hercules was always cheeky and and funny right? And so I could see it being like, you know, our musicals are actually duets or stitches or something like that Uh, and, you know, the 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 celebrity of Hercules being like going viral on TikTok but I don't know I have no idea what that means um, and I think it just brings me to like what even is live action what do we want to be live action what are the pros and cons of it what do we think would work well and what do we think would absolutely not not work well so yeah what do you think about a TikTok Hercules and, and where does that take your, your brain? First
1: thought that I have is no one knows what it means but it's provocative let's go ahead and use that meme quote like <laughs> saying I'm right there with you like I don't know what TikTok inspired means. when I first saw that headline the first thing that came to mind was a random TikTok but I saw which was like a, a person doing a cover of one of the main songs from Hercules and like people started to fan cast them and stuff but I'm like I don't think that's what they mean by this but who knows maybe it is maybe there was enough like fanfare around people doing stuff, like stuff on TikTok it's like some studio went, or, or Disney when you come be our Hercules I'm more interested in like the modern part because yes there's nothing about the Hercules story that needs to make it take place in any particular time period it's really just like the oh, the batonetry trope of like a child of a god and existing in the world and all that kind of stuff and a classic hero story mm-hmm. and that's fine you can do that anywhere ever like Percy Jackson basically kind of is that same trope right but um I'm just interested mm-hmm. to see like what that will look like and again this will be like the Disney version of Hercules which as we know is a very 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 watered down version of the actual Hercules myth but it should be okay we'll see how it is like I'm curious to see once we all find out what this whole like inspired by TikTok thing means
0: definitely Okay, so my question then is, what things would you really want to see turned into live action? And what things, if any, would you not want to see live action that you think are probably probably going to be on the, the list? at it okay so
1: i'm gonna stick to disney for this one because that's just kind of what they've been doing is like okay. adapting their stuff into like live action or live action-esque mediums so as far i actually have two that i would like to see done live action the first one and i feel like these are both big things that disney could do easily one of them is big hero six I think that's a great story, like, a, a lot of rewatch value. There's a lot of well, good story there and good characters and everything. But also, like, it's old enough now. I think the movie came out in 2014 where it's old enough now where, like, you can build off of that nostalgia effect that everybody studio wants these days but also get new audience. And, like, Disney does superhero stuff literally once a week at this point. They can figure that out. That should be easy and breeze more than they got the whole system figured out. Um, another one that I would like to see, which I think will be another home run for them, will be Lilo and Stitch like I think it would be great if they could Ooh. go to some tropical place and just film a movie about like a girl adopting an alien and the whole family thing and all that stuff. And also I want to see live action nami cuz I and look I'm I'm just saying what everyone here is thinking that would be amazing. <laughs> but I think that would be a fun movie to see live action. Do you want to go before I give my one that I don't want to see?
0: Maybe I'm just not an adaptation person because I still can't I I like the Stitch. I Like Lila and Stitch. I could see that. But yeah, I don't know that I have any that I would... Add
1: to that list. That's valid because also these are very risky for sure. So the reason why I chose these specifically is because I felt like, all right, so there's a little bit of this story that they can do like CGI special effects wise, but most of it is based on like real mm-hmm. people in real places and that makes that whole thing that much easier. Right. Like Big Hero 6 would basically be an Avengers movie at that point. And Lilo and Stitch, like okay. you would have Stitch who you absolutely have to animate a bunch, but like we've seen movies where you have like one one specific CGI thing in an otherwise human normal world world and that's easy and doable right so I think that would be fine the stories have everything you need for like the actual story to get you in but the reason why I didn't when now let me pivot now to the one that I would not like to see live action at all it's a shame because this movie that I loved and adored as a child but then as I got older it's one of those things you look back on and go like oh parts of this are not okay even though the songs are jams but like <laughs> some things here aren't and I'm talking about the Aristocats I loved that movie
0: I wondered I wonder. Yeah, that yeah. that
1: wouldn't work and yeah. for a number of reasons. So, like, I do think it's due for a revamp to try and, like, remedy some of those, like, bad things about the original mm-hmm. movie that we don't need to be showing the children. And it also allows us to, like, carry on the great things that I do love about it. Like, I do love the actual main characters in that movie. And I sing the, like, um, Giuseppe Casey, like, Thomas and Alley" songs to myself all the time because that's just really cool. Uh-huh. Um, and all that good stuff. You get to have all of that. But... The issue with that is I feel like it was, again, mostly a movie about cats. So, like, pretty much everything and every character would be, like, CGI and stuff. which is a lot of work to do. And also, like, it just seems like it would be, like, cats with actual cats. And I'm like, "Uh, we already tried this Mm -hmm. recently and it did not go well. Let's avoid this territory (laughs) altogether.
0: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, Okay. So, my two are two that I also really loved. Um, But I just don't think that they would work. However, I think that they are on that. Especially one, because one is a princess movie. And of course, we have to do all of the princess movies in live action now, right? Because that's just cool. (sighs) Anyway, so I think at some point, The Princess and the Frog is going to be floated. And I think that would be terrible for multiple reasons. Um, I think, I think we got cheated a little bit with The Princess and the Frog to begin with. If I'm honest, Uh, I think that it wasn't really written with a lot of cultural responsiveness or uh, knowledge Uh, and so I think that there, there are already some concerns there and also she spends the entire movie as a frog and I think that that fact would be more noticeable and more disappointing in a live action series, because it would be very evident that there are no humans for most of the movie. Uh, So while I think that that one is probably on someone's vision board at Disney, I just don't think that we should do it. I don't think we should do it. Um, And actually, kind of similarly, Emperor's New Groove. I love the Emperor's New Groove. I don't think we should make... I don't think we should make live action for much the same reason. I feel like a a talking alpaca for 90% of the film is probably not not the way we should go.
1: You know, those are actually really, really good points about that. Like, I don't think I would actually be. I, I can't imagine in my mind a movie about a guy walking around with an alpaca or a llama the entire time. Like, it just doesn't click. For me. I just can't <laughs> imagine what that would look like at all. Also, like, I don't know if you realize this, like they're not the cutest things in real life. <laughs> so it would have to be like.
0: Oh, disagree. Mm. They're so cute. That's don't fine. they Continue. spit
1: like camels and stuff?
0: Yeah, they are. They are in. The yeah, same that's what
1: I, that's what I was imagining. Like, my mind just imagined a llama spitting the entire time. Like, nah, that's nothing to look pleasant, but all that. But <laughs> that's one issue for sure. And when it comes to Princess and the Frog, um, so yes, it's going to happen. Like, it's inevitability at this point. They're going to keep working. Their, you know this, right?
0: Yeah,
1: yeah, But I will say. And so now, knowing that it's going to happen. I'm just kind of bracing myself for all the internet trolls out there who are going to pull like, try to pull the quote-unquote reverse racism card and go like, well, you made all of yeah. other princesses black. Why can't we make Tiana be white? And I'm like, hi, hey, gaga. And there's that's going to be a conversation to have. Either it be, it's either going to be an actual conversation that's happened or one person's going to say it, and then like 500 media outlets are going to get outraged about it. Either way, but it's going to be a moment. So I'm just bracing myself for that inevitability.
0: But that's, that's on live action and TikTok Hercules. So let's take a break and then we'll see what Keith has.
1: And we're back with our big ticket item for today's episode, which is kind of an update on cancellations. I don't know what's been going on out there in the world. Actually, scratch that. I do. What's been happening is a lot of restructuring that's been branching out from all the mergers and acquisitions and all this stuff happening as of late. So we got news about a lot of cancellations with a little question mark after it, I should say, this week. and I, And also, like, things that aren't quite canceled yet, but they basically are. So when it comes to that... I will start with the one that means the most to me so far. is Who's Line the Anyway? So it's that's why there's more of a question mark on this one, because Colin Mochrie recently let out a statement this week telling people that I hope you're enjoying this current season of Who's Line. Just a heads up, in January we're going to film our final season. Thank you for all the support over the years. Which made everyone think, oh my God, Who's Line is instantly going to be done. The staple of like comedy that I've enjoyed is gone. But right now it's looking like Who's Line is ending its relationship with CW? So it doesn't necessarily spell the end for the show, but more on that in a moment. Next up, we found out that Westworld has also been canceled by HBO, which is interesting because honestly, I hadn't, I didn't know the show was still on the air at all. Like, no one I know talks about it, really. So, I mean, but that's, apparently the headline I saw is it was like a shocking move, and I'm like, is it? And I looked at a lot of the replies, and again, this is like small percentage of people that watched it probably but like a lot of people are like yeah nah no one still watches it so that's one thing and lastly and this one is especially included for our dear friend Mikkel, Tuka and birdie is now come to an end as the creator of the show uh lisa hanawalt said that it's not coming back and for context this show was originally shown on netflix for a season and was canceled as netflix continues to do and then it was brought back on adult swim for two more seasons and this is a show if you don't recognize my name that stars ali wong and tiffany haddish as two live anthropomorphic birds that just like live life and their best friends and roommates and all that kind of stuff Three seasons, 30 episodes, that's it. It's apparently, like, I've only watched a couple episodes, but even those were great, so, like, please dive into it. But that's come to an end now. And lastly, we have a couple shows that aren't quite, like, canceled, but, like, they're pre-canceled in a way, because still in the CW department, the show The Winchesters, which is the prequel show about John and Mary Winchester, the parents of our own Sam and Dean Winchester from Supernatural, was just announced that it will not be getting a back order for after its initial 13 episodes, and the same is also happening with the Walker spin-off that we didn't quite know was happening or why it was, which I think is also a prequel. For as a matter of fact, and the reason why that's kind of a pre-cancellation in my mind is because. As with TV shows, like they'll get an initial order for let's say 13 episodes. And this and then if the show appears to be good and or being received well, what studios typically do at that point they're like all right cool, we'll give you a back order for another X amount of episodes. They keep that season going and stuff like that. And that's something that a lot of people count on for their shows to be continue successfully and all that kind of stuff and basically CW not already saying in advance like these shows aren't going to get any back orders to me means either they don't have faith in the shows or that they're not planning to bring them back at all but that doesn't mean they're gone because technically speaking I imagine if these both become like massive hits and like everyone watches them and stuff they're going to renew them but like that's basically just putting all of it on the show itself and not really any support from there so yeah might be pre-canceled we don't quite know but that's all the cancellation news anything here jump out you, Victoria?
0: Yeah. Um, so whose line is it anyway? Actually for me is one of those shows that I watched a lot with my family when I was younger. And then I didn't realize until probably last year that it was still running. <laughs> um, and I think it's moved a couple of times as well. Um, and yeah, that's, That is, that is a little bit crazy. At the same time, like, you know, retirement is a thing. They've been working hard for a long time. I could see being like, no, I'm not doing this anymore. I just want to like relax every day. No improv. Um, But it is a great show and I think it's one that regardless of if it's fully canceled or if it comes back or if it's a new iteration because it's gone through a couple of different iterations as well, I think that that's one that the backlog will stay relevant for quite a long time. Um, So yeah, that's, it's, it's sad news, but not completely unexpected. It's, it's had a good run. Westworld, I just started watching because as victoria has with lots of things i have weird childhood trauma with this because i watched the movie when Oof. i was like 7 oh no shouldn't yeah that that shouldn't have happened uh and so now i'm just like oh this is going to be terrifying and it is in fact terrifying but it's pretty good i can see how after a couple of years it might be a little bit like like that content is maybe getting a little bit stretched thin So, yes, kind of shocking, kind of not. Um, Tuca and Birdie, I haven't watched it. I've heard great things. Um, I have heard great things about the writer, especially, so I'm sure that even if this is canceled, we'll get new kind of offerings from, from the writer, and that will be nice as well. Am I? Surprised about the Winchesters or Walker? No, no, I'm not (laughs) surprised about either of those things. They were ridiculous show pitches. I don't know why why they got greenlit. Um, Just we don't need more. I think both of those, uh, I guess, uh, franchise isn't isn't the right word. IPs, I guess are very tied, not just to the characters, but to the actors who played them, right? Like, Walker, Texas Ranger, is Chuck Norris. And you just, you can't... I I think that it was a little bit naive to think that that you could just do a new one, right? Like, that would have required a lot more tying into the old one and and kind of establishing a a legacy, kind of retconning a legacy that doesn't feel like a CW thing. And I think the same thing for the Winchesters, right? Like, it wasn't just... It wasn't just Sam and Dean. It wasn't just Demon Hunters. It was J-squared, right? It was Jensen and Jared. It was, um it was it was Misha, right it was mark it was it was all of these people, and I think that I think even now like the the fandom for supernatural does not play, they don't play, and so I think even now there is a potential for a spin off, but I think it would be something like Crowley and his mom, right, like to do a backstory on that, like those are the the types of characters, and if you are getting those same actors to play them, you're going to have a lot more buy-in, then we're going to introduce two brand new actors, two characters that have very established, very beloved <laughs> generations of characters, because we've seen uh, John and Mary in, in multiple iterations and we're just going to do new actors and everything's going to be fine. I think that was a little naive as well, but we shall see. <laughs> we yeah. shall see. And not also, super like, surprised.
1: I haven't watched the Winchesters yet, but like, and I'm sure there's an answer to this and you may even know it. Does the show not contradict canon at every turn? Like wasn't the mm-hmm. whole point of that being that like, and I guess for Supernatural, if you want to watch it one day, like, we know what their lives were like at that point in time, when like they were not hunting monsters, right? Like together, at least.
0: Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, like, theoretically, so, like, I don't,
1: theoretically but, like, I'm sure. It's, again, they doing a lot of weird. That show's in a lot of things, yeah. so like, who knows? Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm not surprised they got the show to like, successfully Greenland in the first place because, like, you get Jensen attached and, and they just figure, like, let's try again with yeah. this massive audience that we have that kept this show going for 30 years. So, and I, so I so like, this probably won't be the last spin off that we have, but I think you're totally oh, no, right there. Like, we have this whole universe of characters who we've gotten who've come in and out of our lives through of course supernatural. Like use one of them who's recognizable for us to get into. Like the reason Mm -hmm. why The Walking Dead is successfully having so many spinoffs, I think, right now, is because they're all pretty much starting like including characters from the main show in some capacity to get to be kind of be your hook, right? And I feel Mm -hmm. like and by those same actors too is the important thing and all that right yes. so it's part of the story that we're invested in um, but taking it from the top here so with the who's with the Line thing you are correct it did indeed switch homes a couple times so it started off as an ABC and ABC family show when it first ran from mm-hmm. I think like 97 to like sometime in like the mid 2000s when Drew Carey was the host and then it came mm-hmm. back in like 2000 and 17, I believe, and it's strictly been on the CW. But, like, as we just talked about, the CW was trying to get further away from, like, scripted content. So them, like, canceling Who's Line is really interesting for me because I thought they would, like, rely on that. But, again, I feel like a lot of people didn't even know it was still on the air until they started seeing clips and, like, hey, they look a bit older than they used to be. This new, who's the black lady? (laughs) As in Aisha Tyler being the host. Mm -hmm. So, like, there have been some shifts there for sure. I don't, I highly doubt that they were going to retire because one thing I learned from, because I've, Whose line is like my staple in my family and a big foundation (laughs) of like my like sense of humor I would say honestly like I didn't even know what improv was but I was sitting there watching Who's Line in in tears my entire childhood mm-hmm. but um, I, so I followed up with these people and I would be in my college dorm room just watching Who's Line videos for like two hours at a time like once every couple of months and they were all still working together with Who's Line was off the air like they had a show called um, I believe in Improvaganza is what it was on the game show channel yeah. and mm-hmm. all of them were involved there and stuff I know Conan Mockery and Brad Sherwood they tour the country together and all that kind of stuff too so like that's good so like they're mm-hmm. gonna keep Working—that's not a question whatsoever. It's just it may or may not be in a who's line capacity. But as a matter of fact, I forget the name of it. I'm blanking. But Colin, I think is even trying to like start his own company around improv or something like that. So keep an eye out for that. And if you can find it, please support it. But yeah, like all this stuff is, it cancellations suck, especially when it's things that you love and appreciate. But it happens. But before we go over and get yelled at by Jordan, would you want to take us out the lightning round?
0: Yeah, let's do it. Our patented, not patented lightning round. So. We cannot cover everything that happens every week. We try our best and we give you what sticks out to us. Here are some things that didn't quite make the big ticket items this week. So Marvel's Disney Plus lineup keeps growing and becoming more star-studded. This week we got news of Yahya Abdul-Mateen II being cast as Wonder Man in the Eponymous series that will also involve Ben Kingley's Trevor Slatery a.k.a. the Mandarin. So we've got some crossovers already happening with that. Wonder Man is a weird... It's a weird title. It's a weird super villain slash hero person. But, you know, if you like Marvel, go for it. We also got several new casting announcements for the WandaVision spinoff, which is titled Agatha Coven of Chaos. And those announcements were that Ali An, Maria Dizia... And Aubrey Plaza will be joining the cast as regular. So that is exciting news. Also, there is a new Transformers cartoon set to air on Paramount+. Plus. It is called Transformers Earthspark. And it will center around a black family and the two bots that have bonded with them. So we've got some new bots. We've got some old favorites. And it just feels kind of wholesome and very old school Transformers. And I appreciate that. Pete Wentz is writing a graphic novel series. If you don't know who Pete Wentz is? He's in Fallout Boy. If you don't know who Fallout Boy is, that's okay. Um, I'm gonna withhold judgment about this thing because like Gerard Way from My Chemical Romance wrote The Umbrella Academy. It's great and amazing. Maybe this will be fine. Maybe it will be a hot topic graphic novel, and that's okay too, you know? We we all play our parts. Um, the Sandman, which was highly anticipated, had all sorts of ups and downs that we followed on the podcast for multiple years, finally came out, is amazing, and ha- ha- it has been announced that they are getting a second season on Netflix, so that is exciting news. And then I wanted to finish with Ritmo. So November is National Novel Writing Month. We talk a lot on the podcast about... Reboots and reruns and things like that and and how we invest our money and why sometimes we invest in kind of safe bets rather than new material. The reason I put this on the lightning round is because we can't even think about investing in new material if it isn't out there. So whether you want to write a novel or you want to write poetry or you want to write a, a screenplay, or you just want to make art, whatever it is, Take some time to create stuff uh, because that's how we make the world more beautiful. So, if you'd like to hear our thoughts on these topics or anything else in Nerd News, feel free to tweet us at BlackNerdProblems with the hashtag TWINN. That was This Week in Nerd News. Tune in next week for more pop culture updates. I'm your host, Victoria Vertine,
1: And I'm your host, Keith Reed, Cleveland.
0: Remember to like, comment, and subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts.